Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. Today, I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of Alexis Patterson. So pour yourselves a strong cup of joe, and let's dive in. Alexis Patterson was born on April 4, 1995 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Her parents are Ayanna Patterson and Kenya Campbell. She was known as a happy, upbeat little girl. In 2002, Alexis was living in Milwaukee with her mom, her stepfather, Laron, and her little sister. At this time, she was seven years old and attended first grade at Highmont Boulevard School. On May 3, 2002, Alexis's stepfather, Laron, walked her to school around 8 a.m., They only lived about a block away from the school, and Laron said he walked her to the school, crossed the crosswalk, and watched her as she was walking towards the playground and then turned around to head back home. Quick question, just because I'm suspicious of everyone. How long has Laron been in the family, like a part of it? I do have a little bit of background on Laron that I will get into a little bit more later, but I do not know exactly when Laron and Ayana met. Okay, I was just curious, like, if... Alexis had known her father or just kind of some of that background from what I've gathered her father well her father was in prison at the time so I don't know when all that transpired leading up to this time period or time frame but from what I read reports say that Laron and Alexis were pretty close after the school day was over the school contacted Ayana and Laron to ask about Alexis's absence to which they had no idea about and immediately called police. I think that would be a little heart-stopping because you watched her walk across the crosswalk to the school and then realized that she didn't actually make it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. One of the reasons I don't want kids, which <laughs> is such a jaded view, but it's because of what we do and look into. I'm always like, I don't think I could handle it. My kids will just never leave the house from what <laughs> I know in the world. After talking to Ayana, police and investigators initially believed that maybe she just refused to attend classes that day because Alexis had an argument with her mom the night prior about failing to complete some homework and not being allowed to bring cupcakes to her classmates because of it. However, this did quickly get dismissed as Alexis had no history of any problems with running away and she actually had perfect attendance up until this point. The thing is, I think with a lot of first graders, running away isn't typically something that they do. They might be like, I'm running away from home. And then they might put their few favorite toys in a bag and then like walk down the street and realize, I don't know what I'm going to go do and then turn around, which I guess something could happen within that short walk. But I do think, too, it's interesting when I was looking into this and I think about like, you know, 2002, we were in elementary school. I mean, she was about the same age as us or would be if she um, she is still around or alive. But it was kind of like they were a little strict on watching kids outside the school, but it was pretty lax. Like I remember just walking to school with like my sister and it didn't seem like a big deal and you don't realize how much of a target it could make you. Yeah, there was always one person at least standing outside, I remember, of the front doors. Mm -hmm. And I think it, um, and there were like teachers on the inside of the doors. And I think that was like to make sure the one staying outside to make sure kids weren't just walking off when they got off the bus 
And then the ones inside to make sure only proper children were, like, coming inside. Yeah, because you can only, I mean, teachers and schools can only handle so much of it. Transporting the kid to school, unless they're getting on a bus, they're really, it's out of their control. Mm -hmm. But I have noticed, um, just being around moms now, they're a lot stricter when you drop off and pick up kids. It's because the world has just gotten so much worse. And it's really unfortunate and sad, but... I mean, there's so many things that have been implemented since when we were kids to now. Like, parents have safe words for when they're picking their kids up to make sure that their kids aren't going home with a stranger. And the schools are so particular. Like, you have to press a button to be... And, like, it's it's all good, but it's really sad that that's how we have to be because... I think part of it is, like, maybe there is more crime, but I do wonder, too, how much of it is just now with media and people talking and being so much more intertwined that it's just being reported and addressed more i do think too it is interesting you mentioned like buzzing in to get into the school because that's something that only came around the last 10 Mm -hmm. i would five to 10 years really that i don't think that was implemented until we were it was right around graduation yeah of high school so 2002 would they have had they would have had cameras right did they have any on the outside it probably depends on the school. It was in Milwaukee. I don't know how rich of an area or wealthy of an area it was. From what I've gathered, if they had cameras, they did not catch anything. I saw nothing about cameras at all throughout my research, though. The other thing is, how many cases do we do where there's plenty of cameras? There's hundreds of cameras, mm-hmm. but zero of them work. Or they work, but they just glitched for that one minute or whatever. So I was just curious. Volunteers, police, investigators, everyone canvases the area looks for any sign of her they check um, nearby parks and they even drag a couple of the lakes and ponds nearby but they turn up absolutely nothing on may 14th investigators announced that alexis's disappearance is under suspicious circumstances and reclassify her from a missing child to a criminal investigation which i think is interesting too to like really break that down into levels of just a like they have it as a missing child, which I think encompasses a wider range into criminal investigation where they think there was some type of foul play. There were some reports from Alexis's classmates that say they saw her crying on the playground before school and after school. And then also some reported that they saw a red truck that had been parked near the school a week leading up to her disappearance that they never saw any kids coming or going from. I will say, though, they were young kids and kids say the darndest things. Kids have some weird things. Like, you can feed a kid. We've said this before. You can feed a kid peanut butter and jelly for lunch. And then two hours later, say, what'd you have for lunch? And they'll happily and, like, enthusiastically say that they had steak. And you're like pretty sure you didn't but they're so positive so you said that she was absent completely from school right Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's unlikely that she was actually there on the playground after school okay that's what i thought which though it makes me wonder if they did see her on the playground crying before school and just got it mixed up Mm -hmm. because we know that when leron dropped her off she was walking towards the playground yeah so what would have had to happen because of where she was is someone would have had to either take her like seconds before she got to the playground or like lure her away from the playground yeah i mean there's plenty of ways to lure children Mm -hmm. 
hey, I need help finding my lost dog. I mean, the infamous, I've got some candy. I've got candy for you. I mean, there there's lots of ways to lure children, unfortunately. I'm just imagining how horrifying that is for a parent because you're like, I know I saw them walk from here to the school. I thought they were fine. I just wish the world was like a safer place where you could feel comfortable leaving your kids at a school or you could feel comfortable leaving your kids home alone when they're at the age of 13. We could go into such a conversation, but I don't think this is the moment for it. But it's so like it is. You just start to think about why are people so horrible and disgusting. But we're not going to get into that right now. We'll move on with the episode. And actually, maybe we'll have a nice, actually be a sad talk, but episode covering why people are horrible. I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. So aside from a stranger abduction, they kind of look at the parents and people in her life. Like I said earlier, Alexis' biological father was in prison at the time. He was released sometime after her disappearance i'm not sure how close but they did make some comments about how he was really involved in the investigation they then look at laron alexa's stepfather he did have a criminal history which i was not sure what it was it says it was unrelated however they did say it was unrelated and that they did not believe that he was involved or anything from his past was involved or connected he did fill a polygraph test which you know they're super reliable and you can 100 percent just look at those and find out if someone's guilty or not subtle sarcasm in my voice in case you guys missed it but hey it's on here so i'm gonna let you guys know he did fail one in 2003 later he was charged again for another unrelated crime where he had a domestic dispute with Ayana, who had been trying to leave him. So I don't know how necessarily unrelated that is. I think that possibly could point to a certain characteristic. Ayana says Laron was abusive and threatening towards her, but the charges were dropped later on. Okay, here's the thing. If a woman says that a man's abusing her and then later drops the charges, you go with the fact that she said that she was being abused. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And... Or if a man says a woman's abusing him and he later drops the charge, you just, you believe that because when they're dropping the charges, it's typically out of fear. Fear or the cycle, you know? Yeah. So when you first were talking about like the whole thing and you said the stepfather, something in me just went, I like before you even said that he was the last person to see her, I got concerned. And I don't know why I had that feeling. I just got a little concerned. And... I mean, I'm, I obviously don't want to like just put it on him, but he was the last person to see her. Yeah, I will say I immediately was suspect about it. However, I will also add that police have never said he was a suspect and have multiple times said they do not believe that he is involved. They know more than what I know, so th- I would trust that. It makes me wonder if they might, like, I wonder if they know something they're not releasing. So 
yeah, I'm not just trying to bash him and say he's a part of it because I obviously don't know and police have not named him a suspect. But, you know, oftentimes when like, especially with a child, if they go missing, you look at who saw them last. It's just how it is. Well, even if it's an adult, you look at the person that saw them last or the person that they're closest to. Mm -hmm. It's just unfortunately the most likely situation. On the 10th anniversary of her disappearance, so this would have been 2012, Lieutenant Keith Balash, who was the commander of the police department's cold case unit for that area, did say that investigators were still actively looking into the case and that they had conducted over 5,000 interviews and had a case file more than 10,000 pages long and they had even gone outside of states to search. That's insane. That leads me to believe that they have a theory that they're following. And then something else I found, which I was excited to tell you about just because it's something I think we've talked about before. The unit in this area have a deck of cards that are cold cases yes. that they give to prisons in, in the area and throughout Wisconsin. And Alexis is the seven of hearts in that deck of cards so that they can see here and if they know of any information and want to share. That makes my heart happy. I think that's such a beautiful idea. I do. In my head, I haven't completely ruled out the father because what if he and his family had like planned this? You know, we've got other cases where we've talked about things like that, where the family could be in on it helping so maybe that was his alibi was the fact that he was in prison. And that's why, like, that's a pretty good freaking alibi. But if your family, like some of your family's in on it, then, or like a friend or something's in on it. And she would probably, like, if, I don't know, Uncle George showed up, she'd probably go with her uncle. I just made up a name. But my point is, if a family member showed up, she'd probably go with them. I agree. I do think you look at too with kids who are they comfortable with and who they would listen to and trust and that was something i heard a statement about how the stranger danger thing they implemented into kids like throughout school and stuff isn't necessarily could have its like drawbacks because you're just so used to being like oh if i know them it's fine and okay but that's not necessarily the case all the time well, the thing is, I don't remember the exact percentage, but it's like 70% of abductions or something. It's more than 50% are from people that you know. Mm-hmm. So stranger danger is good and all, but it's also important. I think it's just important to be aware of your surroundings. And I really hate the fact that we have to be teaching this to first graders. First graders should have to worry about what color crayon they want to use in that moment. They shouldn't have to worry about who they should and shouldn't talk to or like what vehicles they should and shouldn't get out of or if it's safe to you know walk two feet away from their mom or dad it's just it baffles me <laughs> you're mad at the world today i am mad you? at the world today alexis patterson was last seen wearing a red hooded jacket with a gray stripe on the sleeves a purple shirt light color blue jeans and white nike tennis shoes she wore her hair in two braids, pulled back into one ponytail, and was carrying a pink Barbie book bag. Today, Alexis would be 24 years old, and like I said earlier, she was last seen on May 3rd, 2002 at her school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you have any information, you can submit a tip anonymously online at the FBI page for her, which we will have in our links and sources. We also have photos of Alexis and an age progression photo of her that was done. You can also contact the Milwaukee Police Department at 1-414-935-7401.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.